0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: Full-time at Anfield and Liverpool will face Villarreal in the semi-finals of the Champions League after the Reds drew 3-0 on the night against Benfica but progressed 6-4 on aggregate. You're listening to the post-game podcast with Patrick Smith on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo, and what a strange, hectic, but exciting 90 minutes that was. Ibrahima Conate once again opened the scoring for Liverpool against Benfica for the second week running, but the visitors equalised through Ramos ten minutes later and headed into the break level. Roberto Firmino Brace in the second half pretty much put the tie to bed for Liverpool before Yeremchuk and Nunez decided to give Anfield a scare, levelling the tie on the night. Of the seven starting lineup changes, the standout star of the evening is Kostas Simikas, the Greek scouser, who notched two assists and was simply unplayable all evening. Food for thought at left-back? But all that matters is the Reds held on to their two-goal lead and will now face Unai Emery's Villarreal in the semi-finals of the Champions League, the first leg at Anfield in just two weeks' time. We've got all the reactions to that absolute thriller between Liverpool and Benfica here on the post-game podcast, though, with Paul Gorsett's verdict, Jürgen Klotz's press conference and the LFC fan reaction.
0: on
2: the Blood Red channel Liverpool are through to the semi-finals of the Champions League after a 6-4 victory against Benfica across the two legs a 3-3 draw here in Anfield this evening on a pretty wild night it has to be said Uh, Jürgen Klopp said that he wasn't thinking about Saturday's FA Cup semi final against Manchester City with regards to his team, team selection but when you've seen the team itself and there was no Mohamed Salah, Thiago Alcantara, Fabinho, Andy Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold or Virgil van Dijk uh, probably summed up that uh, Saturday's game is the biggest one uh, this week for Liverpool and that's a bit of a strange situation to think that a Champions League quarter-final is not the biggest game of Liverpool's week but uh, such are the times now uh, at Anfield as they go for the quadruple uh, Canarte score from a corner to set Liverpool in motion pretty much an identical goal from the one he scored last week in Lisbon uh, Benfica, to be fair, equalised, and uh, Liverpool needed a Roberto Firmino double in the second half to give them another 3-1 cushion. But um, Benfica responded with uh, two goals from uh, up and Nunes inside the final 15 minutes, bringing that uh, offside trap. And Ian Klopp said that perhaps uh, that, that was down to the personnel in a very uh, unfamiliar back four. It was uh, Joe Gomez on the right and Costa Simacas on the left, Joel Matip and Ibrahim Konate uh, in the centre, but. Liverpool eventually um, managed to get through, it's a 6-4 win on aggregate and um, it's Villarreal now in the semi-finals, uh, the last time these two met in a European semi-final. It was the Europa League in 2016 but times have changed at Anfield and they are now going for a 7th European Cup and a 2nd one of the Club reign. It's uh, finished here at Anfield, 3-3 on the night in Liverpool and into the semi-finals of the Champions League, 6-4 on aggregate.
3: Game
0: podcast on the Blood Red channel.
3: Congratulations! First of all, how does it feel to be in your third Champions
4: Yeah, it's great, absolutely great. Um, it never happened. I take something like this for granted. I am um, really, really happy, and um, yeah, that's it, pretty much. So, no, a couple of times, um, I know we will talk about the game and the things we've happened, the goals we conceded, and all these kind of things. But on a day when I'm, when, I'm, um, uh, when I'm not over the moon about qualifying for the Champions League semi final, then something is really wrong. Maybe it would be the right time just to quit. So, um, no, it's all good.
3: I'm sure you wouldn't have been able to analyze them yet, but I imagine you would have seen the game last night. So, how do you feel about the prospect of facing Villarreal?
4: Tough, tough, tough. Um, um, both games, VRL deserved it to get through. Um, yeah, didn't analyze them because uh, you watch the game and you try to figure out both teams with really real quality. And VRL um, has um, probably the most successful cup competition manager in world football, so he knows what he's doing. And um, the team is really strong. Um, two different approaches away and home. It was clear that they defended Munich more, even more than they did, there, than they did at VRL. So, um, no, it will be difficult. But it's semi-final, Champions League. If it wouldn't be difficult. Something would be really wrong.
1: Okay. Any other hands?
4: I love Very it. Very short. See you. Oh no, 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 the no, back there. No. No. Great. Really strong, really good. Um, But it was, of course, and I think you see it as well, it was about us in this moment as well. So it was difficult. So I made seven changes. That's one thing. The the last line never played together like this. I decided that yesterday. So you have one, 15, 20 minutes to try to put it right. In um, the majority of the time, that did really well. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the way we played football. Um, the only problem was when we lost the ball. Our protection was obviously not not perfect. And um, and the thing, if you defend in a Champions League quarter final, it's about details. And today it was. I don't. I didn't see this, the, the offside situations back, but it's part of defending to put the opponent offside. Um, tonight that didn't work out too well. I have to admit, but um, that's my fault because I, I changed seven times. The next problem, what we had obviously, is we are 3 1 up on aggregate, 6 2. It's an incredibly busy period. Some of the boys didn't play for a while, 90 minutes, so that's then the next step. And all of you think, we are human beings, we are like this. You think, okay, bah, job done. And Benfica was still on fire. Um, And I respect that a lot. I scored really good goals. It's it's not that easy against us. It should not be that easy as it was tonight. But. Benfica deserved the three goals, so that's how it is. And um, of course, we could have scored more. That's clear in other situations. Um, but I'm, I'm really happy about it. I know about challenges in football game, where, where you, which you face constantly. And tonight, it was after three-one. Everybody, me included, thought that's it. And Benfica thought, let's give it a try. And I couldn't respect that more. Okay, Dave, do you want to just do the last question? No, we missed him. No, but you know that we played the last line completely new, yeah. and we we missed the voice of the last line, if you want. That's it. But he was he's not injured. Yeah, not injured. No, no. Diogo got a knock in the first half. That's what I know about Mo's knock. I don't know really. Nobody told me yet. I changed actually with with, with two physios. Nobody said to me Mo has a problem. So um, that's. Um, no, for the moment everything everybody should be fine.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
5: Steve Dawson with a sore throat apologies on Liverpool's second leg quarter-final tie against Benfica. Um, a little bit lackluster, I don't know if that's quite the right word, but it it certainly didn't go the way we hoped it would and expected it to. Um the lineup I think Jurgen probably went slightly more liberal than I, than I did with uh, his lineup in terms of bringing in uh, second stringers. Isn't the right word for this squad anymore, is it? But uh, I'm not quite sure what the right word is. But certainly it was a very different side. And um, looking at central defence, we we ought to be able to leave Virgil Van Dijk out from time to time because we have three. High quality central defenders who can come in and should be able to do a very good job. But when you look at the score today, the goals we conceded, uh, the goals we might have conceded had it not been for VAR doing its job very well at both ends of the field, has to be said. I think it was interesting as well that Diaz lined up on the right hand side. That was one that I was very interested to see because if, if Diaz can do a job there, then it gives the opportunity for Mosala Salah to, to take a break. Every now and then, and we don't have a natural replacement on that right-hand side, really, who's who's up to the task at least. Um, but I don't, I'm not convinced that really worked out. Central defensively, uh, sorry, in the in the fullback position, again, very pleased that Joe Gomez came in and um, did a much better job than I've I've seen him do in years gone by in that position. Decent cross for Jota's disallowed goal, and I think defensively he was. He was fairly sound. Simikas, um, even better. A um, couple of right footed crosses, never mind that wand of a left foot that he's got. Two assists for Conate and Firmino. And uh, we're really quite well staffed now in the, in the fullback position. Um, four good players that can fill those two spots. And I'm not quite sure what Joe Gomez's contract situation is, but given that he may well be thinking about only having limited time. On the field, he he might be looking for a move, and I think it would serve Liverpool well to uh, tap a few extra years onto his contract and uh, see if they can renew that because I think it's going to be very, very difficult to find a better uh, backup for Trent Alexander Arnold than Joe Gomez, particularly when you consider the fact that he is also a central defender and can do a good job there as well. Uh, I thought. James Milner, James Milner rather, sorry, that's my blocked nose and sore throat coming into play. Didn't look strong and that's not a particularly big surprise. Um it was nutmegged, he slipped. Uh, I think I think really starting him is, is uh <laughs> you know, in the quarterfinal of the Champions League game probably isn't uh, Wise move. There was there was Curtis Jones that could have had a role. There was Harvey Elliott that I think could have had a role. Uh, still, still got a role to play as a as a sub in the closing moments of a game to shore things up, I think. But um, tasked with playing the extended period of time now at his age, despite his excellent physical condition, I think he's just a he's just a beat slower than the rest of the players on the field now, and um, that's something that we really need to watch closely. I love Bobby Firmino. And I'm very happy for him that he got two goals today. He could have had four, possibly five. And I was disappointed that he he didn't seem willing to pull the trigger. That situation where he ended up passing to Diaz and uh, the pass wasn't firm enough. And Diaz didn't even get a touch on it. He should clearly have lobbed the goalkeeper. The opportunity was there. And uh, there were other times as well when I think he could have, he could have shot and didn't. The two goals he scored were... You know, all he had to do was was put a foot on them. I'm not saying they were easy. You know, lesser players could put the ball over the bar on both occasions. I think, but he's got tremendous skill and putting a nice soft foot on two decent opportunities into an empty net, um, well below the level that is Bobby Firmino's best. And so, uh, despite his two goals, a little bit disappointed. And had he put chances away, we, you know, we might not have. In a situation where everyone felt, I think maybe a little bit embarrassed at the end there. You know, we're through to the semi-finals. Great news, but you, you don't want that result at Anfield uh, against that side. And uh, luckily, well not luckily, but good for us that we managed to do a, a sterling job of things in the in the first leg in Portugal. Final thing to say is Joel Matip starting for me was a surprise. I thought. Uh, Either Gomez and Van Dijk or uh, Conate and Van Dijk would start, making it certain that Matip could line up in the weekend against Manchester City in the FA Cup. This will mean he's played three games in, what is it, I don't know, seven, eight days. And uh, we have seen that before, but I, I think there's a reluctance on Jürgen's part for that to happen too often. And I wonder if that's a clue perhaps that Maybe Konate will start alongside Van Dyke and they'll change things up a little bit for that FA Cup game. That's something to look forward to, as indeed are our semi-final contests. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's another it's another I'd say disappointing performance, but we've we've managed to meet the task, and uh, we're through. At Gallasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I.
0: Hello, Alex Watt. Sometimes from the Did It Cross The Line podcast. Uh, Job done. And it was nice to watch a match that didn't give me an entire 90 minutes of pure anxiety like Sunday's game did. Uh, Did give me more anxiety than it probably should have done at the end. Uh, Benfica getting a couple back in the second half in... The rare examples of our offside trap not quite working, which is why we say it's it's risk and reward. But it did make for a more problematic evening than it probably should have done, although we were always two goals to the good. Um, it was very much the backup team tonight as well, which may have contributed to that a tad. Uh, seven changes from the weekend, but it shows the depth that Liverpool have as well, that this is basically the backup team now. You know, I think back to that Champions League final that we lost versus Real Madrid, and when Salah obviously went off injured, we had so little to actually look to on the bench, and now we can come into a Champions League quarterfinal second leg and rest the likes of Salah, Mane, Van Dyke, Trent, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago um, from the start, which just shows how much Klopp has developed and built the squad up. Um, Salah Mane and Thiago etc coming on in the second half but nice options to have off the bench (laughs) to be honest. Um, From their point of view you know Nunez was their main threat again and as I said we did have to work for it more than expected at the end with those Benfica goals and Nunez was the key guy and that really he caused us some real problems at times and I'm sure he's going to be sought after in the summer by quite a few clubs but eventually we got the game over the line you know on a positive front from our perspective we kept Benfica's winger pretty quiet and that is the only time we'll see Everton in the Champions League. Um, Luis Diaz fantastic again I don't believe Benfica fans like him much and again won't have helped matters today you know his pressing is an unbelievable level, even in this team. What a signing he's been. Canate scoring again, goals in back to back legs. And I th- is that exactly the same goal <laughs> as he scored last week? I think it was, and you love to see it. Um, Bobby Firmino getting two in the second half to ultimately put the game beyond doubt. Once again, only love and respect in this house for our Bobby. And yes. We have a really strong bunch of striking options now, but let's not forget how great Bobby actually is and what he's done for this football club. Um, Also Milner getting the captain's armband for a grand total of 30 seconds from a departing Hendo before he was also sub, made for quite a funny moment as well. Um, But yeah, job done. And that is all that matters at the end of the day. Semi-final now against a team we wouldn't, necessarily have expected I don't think in Villarreal much to the annoyance of rival fans by the way who are writing the yellow submarine off quite stupidly and harshly really you know they've beaten so many big teams in the last couple of seasons they're the reigning Europa League champions Unai Emery knows what he's doing in Europe they've beaten Juventus obviously Bayern to get here so It is hugely disrespectful from the people who are actually writing them off. Yes, of course, we're going to go in as the big favourites, and rightly so. But we've got to get the job done over the two legs. And it's obviously a repeat of that first semi-final we had under Klopp as a manager, of course, in the Europa League. I think the atmosphere will be phenomenal with both sets of fans as well. And, yeah, what an incredible position to be in. Again, semi-finals of the Champions League once again, and still on for the quadruple, which, yeah, hell of a season we're putting together here. Now just the small matter of Man City and the FA Cup at the weekend, which will be another nice and stressful one, I'm sure, but we'll try and enjoy it as best we can. Cheers up the Reds.
3: Mike Holt from Going the Match podcast with my review on Liverpool 3.0. Benfica 3 sees the Reds go through to the semi-final of the Champions League where they'll face the Yellow Submarine in Villarreal. Um, yeah, probably what we expected in terms of um, getting through. Um, last night, obviously, with Villarreal knocking Bayern Munich out, we all thought, you know, you know, foregone conclusion um, at home to Benfica when we know who we're going to be facing. Didn't quite pan out that way in terms of the result. Um, you know, if you if you said to me that we were conceding three goals in the night before kick off, you know, you'd be worried. So, you know, it wasn't really the result we were expecting. Performance, um, maybe you would expect something similar, considering the starting lineup that we put out. That being said, I was happy that he did go with that starting lineup. Um, you know, we give some people uh, the chance to play tonight in your Simicasses, your Canates, Gomez at right back, um Milner coming into the team, Cater, um, you know, we're mix mixing it up a little bit, um, resting the likes of Salamane, Trent, uh, Fabinho, Fabino, etc. and Van Dyke especially. Which I think's, you know, uh, the right way to go about things this season, you know, to to mix that squad up. Um, giving people chances keeping people fresh keeping people on their toes that's ultimately been a lot of our success this season staying in four competitions uh, and winning one of them already so i was happy with the starting 11. Uh, that being said um players that came into the starting 11 that i wasn't very impressed with wasn't really impressed milner don't think he had his best night in liverpool shirt you know he is mr reliable but he wasn't quite on it tonight, you know, that can be to rustiness, um, which you would expect. Kater, I don't think was amazing, wasn't awful but he wasn't quite on it Um, Gomez impressed me at right back to be fair, I thought he did alright apart from switching off a little bit looking at his line where a few of Benfica's goals came through tonight um, I thought he did alright at right back to be fair to him Um, Simakas really impressed me you know, the best thing about Simakas is on his corners. I think because corners are much better than Robertson's. He beats the first man, but he always gets it, you know, in the um, on the peno spot, whereas his corners, I think, they're superb. And I think there's definitely an argument to be had this season that his deliveries are probably better than Robertson's. Um, he's really impressed me every time he's played. Um, Canate obviously popped up with the goal. Um To make it 1-0. And I think his all-round game was really good. He looked assured for a young centre-half. I think he's definitely going to have a few leadership traits to show in the next few seasons. I think Klopp would like to see that in him, I think. Um, uh, In the front three. uh, Diaz really impressed me. He looked an absolute live wire all night. Um, And you know what really impressed me today? Um, The moment where Firmino was trying to play the ball across the box to Diaz in the first half and he didn't just get enough zip on it and Diaz was fuming. Now not many players would come into a squad of of Liverpool standards in January and be demanding the ball and having a reaction like he did where he was so angry he didn't get the ball but I love that, you know, that set the precedent of um, this Liverpool squad, what they demand, and he he comes into the squad of that exact same mentality. Um, and I absolutely love that about Diaz. Um, he just he's a winner, and um, you can see that there. Um, Jota was quieter tonight, but um, he, he was always in, in and amongst the play. Um, and Firmino, I thought Firmino had a poor first half, but second half, I thought he was pulled opposite, and I thought he's brilliant. Um Obviously pops up with his two goals as well, which were put on a plate to him, but he did have to get in the right position for them. But I think he had a game of two halves. Like I say, second half, he was much better. And obviously we made the subs, which you think are maybe going to shore the game up, but it didn't really go like that. You know, Benfica, fair play to them. Um, Played really well on the night. Uh, Nunes Darwin, or Darwin Nunes, however you say his name, he looks like he's going to be... A real, real top player um, in the future. I think he's only 22 and he's playing like that. Um, he almost reminded me of like a, like a young Edison Cavani, the way he played. And I think there'll be a lot of top teams in Europe, you know, trying to get his signature in the summer. Um, but like I said, as a team, I thought they played really well, to be fair to them. Um, you know, for a team that aren't even top of their own division, they came and they give it a go um, and they impressed. So, yeah, you know, three-three on the night. It doesn't really matter about the um, the result so much. It was just getting through the tie. Knowing that we've got Villarreal, you know, you don't want to say it and you don't want to sort of underestimate them. But that is a that is a great that is a great uh, route to Paris for the final, isn't it? You know, we we we've got to get the the job done there now. And I suppose then boys will be thinking about the next game, which is Man City. Um, FA Cup of the weekends at Wembley um, and just seeing the Atletico have maybe put City through their paces tonight hopefully they'll be a bit tired um, and you know there might be some sore legs tomorrow for City um, and that might go in our favour especially we've been able to switch things up tonight in our squad you know you'd like to see the likes of Van Dijk, Salah um, etc. Fabinho coming back into that starting 11 and being nice and rested so you know, at the end of the day, we've got through the res- we've got through the tie, um, job done. We're still in all four competitions, uh, and you know this dream is still alive. And like the cop have been singing all night, I'm so glad that Jurgen is a red.
6: Liverpool through to the semi-finals of the Champions League and when we look back over this period under Jürgen Klopp I think it is that going to be three finals in the last five years if they are to be successful in in getting past Villarreal which by no means will be a foregone conclusion a team who can cause issues however if you look at the coefficients of of the clubs Liverpool could have faced in a Champions League semi-final I think the club are going to be absolutely delighted with the although they won't say publicly delighted with the the calibre of opposition that they're going to be facing in comparison to a few of the sides that they could have faced. So you'd like to be optimistic and think Liverpool can get the better of Villarreal over the two legs and hopefully advance into, as I say, uh, another Champions League final, which will just be an absolutely unbelievable achievement for the manager. Obviously, on to today's game. um, Bit of an anti-climax, really. Obviously, Ben Faker getting back into the game when Liverpool were absolutely coasting Within the tie, and a bit of sloppiness crept into Liverpool's games defensively, and obviously were caught out with balls over the top. And it was a it, listen. It's been a it's been a concern in the last two games. There's no question about that of Liverpool not being able to successfully man that offside trap, which we know obviously has proved so successful under the manager and this group of players, and never more so are they playing it to the extreme at this moment in time. Obviously, the the distance has gone up. Statistically, and in, in the height that they take up on the field of play, over the last couple of years, with the exception, obviously, of last season in which the personnel meant that it dropped back a couple of yards, not massively, but but somewhat uh, statistically. So it, it, there's no question that Liverpool are going to continue on with this, and why shouldn't they? It's been massively successful. We know the reasons why. It is that Liverpool do what they do. They have the pl- profiles of central defenders to be able to manage spacing behind. They have the advantage of VAR, meaning that if they are successful and accurate with their decision-making, they are going to get accurate decisions from the VAR, which means that obviously that gives them a great advantageous advantage. A ploy in which to catch people offside so we know the reasons why they do it and also it's not just about a defending side of things they're also massively aid uh, to Liverpool as an attacking force because they can condense the pitch they can make it smaller they can win back possession because the distances of all the rest of the units in the team are more compact and it means that it gives the opposition less space to play and Klopp's always believe that there is no better playmaker than a counter-press preferring that to say a an old-school number 10, if you like, in the form of, you know, you look at the, the 90s in terms of, like, your dance, your beer camps, players like this who used to play in the hole. Klopp has always maintained that the collective of winning the ball back when a team is disorganised, rather than having a playmaker trying to carve, carve an organised team open, is a more successful route to creating chances. And so it's been proved over his, his tenure at Liverpool. So that's, that is not going to change. And, the, and there's no reason, as I say, why it should. You know, Liverpool, as we know i have, have got the personnel and they've certainly most of the time got the accuracy and the decision-making and the collective organisation to mean that, A, teams struggle to get their heads up to be able to play balls to hurt them in higher areas of the pitch or even deeper areas. And also, the actual decision-making of the, the back line, they've got really elite players within that system. And... Even if they haven't, they've got that recovery athletic ability to be able to to make sure it doesn't become a factor very often. But there's no question that the big issue for me is not the the actual style that they want to adopt. It's the actual implementation from some of the defenders at the moment. Now, today's a little bit different to Manchester City. There's obviously glaring differences in the two games. Against Manchester City, you're playing against the best of the best and elite players in the forward line with Liverpool's best team. Today, you're playing against the Benfica team, who the game was already won, and you're playing with a mindset in which Liverpool have made multiple changes within their 11, and especially in the deepest area, the pitch. It was definitely something that surprised me before the game. I must admit, when the team sheet came through, I was really surprised. Not because I didn't think that, obviously, Liverpool need to make changes. They've got a massive schedule coming up, and you wonder, because every game is literally a final The way it's positioned now obviously in the premier league they need to win every game and obviously all the cup competitions so for the biggest players you can't really see them having a rest between now until the end of the season but still with it being a champions league quarter final, i still had my doubts whether i mean i certainly didn't think the likes of virgil van dijk and at least one of the two fullbacks probably alexander arnold would play i think when you go higher up the pitch it's easier to make some changes than he normally will do but yeah, I was surprised to see them two names in particular, especially because I always see matter. I suppose it's a s- historical thing. I've always seen them needing a breather and needing a rest. But uh, having said that, obviously Liverpool did make big changes. So again, the 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 two the the two obviously games don't go hand in hand in being massively comparable because there is massive differences in the games. But there is one common denominator in the way Liverpool are defending and. It's the body shape of of Liverpool's back line for me. There's absolutely nothing wrong with playing a higher higher position on the on the field of play. But you've always got to anticipate and you've always got to work on the basis that mistakes can be made, that one of your teammates might, might make a mistake. You might make a mistake. The accuracy of the decision-making of yourself or one one another, but your partners might not be spot on. And you've got to be in a body shape which is designed to be able to recover the situation. Too often for me, Liverpool are so squared as a back line and it's almost having too much confidence in the fact of playing players offside. And it's come back to bite them today. It could have against Manchester City. And it's almost like walking a tightrope at times. So body position, absolutely. You've got to be ready and on your on your toes, ready to go back towards your own know, goal with that low body shape. Second of all, it's the intensity about how you go about it with that body shape. You as I say, you've got to be ready to go back and you've got to do it with real commitment and drive, as much as you would say, going forward. You know, it's always said that players should be able to run as quickly forward as they go backwards. And it's a quite simplistic thing, but it's it's completely true. You know, not only have you got to be in bad body shape, but what you've also got to do is you've got to anticipate that it is going to be a wrong decision. You've got to be there before the attacker. You've got to be ready to move. And when you do move, you put your full commitments into it. For me, it's been two lakhs a day to cover Liverpool with both of them things, the body shape and the intensity in which they want to drive back to their own goal from some of the deeper players. And last of all, I mean, obviously, what you do want to try and do is you want to put as much pressure on the ball as you possibly can. However... In games, the reality is you're not always going to have to be able to put pressure on the ball. Now, if there is no pressure on the ball, yeah, as we've talked about, you want to go back. But you've also got to drop off. You know, you haven't got to be setting your position and stay high and want to go back. What you've actually got to do is you've got to drop a couple of yards when there's no pressure on the ball because that will happen in games. It's absolutely impossible that you know a centre-half isn't going to get it and try and pick a longer pass or a midfield player isn't going to be in space within the 90 minutes. That's going to happen. And I just feel that if it carries on the way it is, especially against the absolute best, then it really is going to cost Liverpool in this, one of these bigger, bigger games. So the implement, you know, the, the actual idea, absolutely no problem at all, but I just feel the implementation at this moment in time from individuals, for the reasons I've just said, needs to be better. And obviously, ideally, as a team, collectively, you want to stop all the balls over the top and you want to stop anyone from getting in between the lines. And, and Liverpool can do that better than they have in the last couple of games, even if it's from the deeper, longer passes. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in every minute of every game. And so them details that I talk about from the defensive aspects have to be better. So that was it, really, in terms of today, what I took from the game. I just felt it was a common theme that had, had gone on, really. And again, just picking out things that possibly could make uh, Liverpool not come out on the right side of the results in the future, which I think is important. But I think it's massively important to note as well the positives. Liverpool are into a semi-final and, <laughs> and continue to just have a, a fantastic season and a fantastic time under the manager. Oh, final thing I just wanted to say. The left-back, Costas Simakas, I felt what a buy he is. Really, really good player. A player who... I think a lot of clubs will be there looking at in the summer. You know, obviously he doesn't get as many games as he'd want. He'd start virtually anywhere else. His delivery is fantastic. I think his intensity is fantastic. OK, he got caught out in terms of the offside, ironically, what I've been talking about. But he doesn't play as often and that chemistry isn't there with the back line, same with Joe Gomez, who got caught out. But Costa Simakas is a really, really top player in that left back, left-back area and a perfect... Deputy for Andy Robertson, and how how long he wants to perform that role, and how happy he is at Liverpool, will obviously be the you know, the case because you'd have him as your backup left back every pardon me every day of the week, especially with that delivery, which is absolutely top class. And he seems a really good squad player as well. You know, he seems to have a really good every every you sort of see about him, really good mentality, really good attitude. So I just wanted to pick him out But yeah, uh, really looking forward to the semi final.
0: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.